Welcome to the special episode of CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's president and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's chief outreach officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. This special episode of CareCast was recorded live at CareNet's 2022 National Conference in Phoenix, Arizona. The conference theme was Come Alive, based on Ezekiel 37. It was our first ever conference to be hosted in the aftermath of the Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe v. Wade. More than 1,600 pregnancy center staff and volunteers gathered to sharpen their skills for reaching out with Christ's compassion to women and men considering abortion. One of our keynote speakers was Jennifer Maggio, author and founder and CEO of The Life of a Single Mom, a ministry to serve single mothers. Rollins sat down with Jennifer during the conference to chat about her life, her work, and her keynote address to our attendees. Let's listen in on Rollins and Jennifer's conversation. So Jennifer, thank you so much for being a part of CareNet's 2022 conference here in Phoenix. It has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's been great to have you and just just meet you over the years and, and learn more about the amazing ministry that you have and your story and the passion that you have for the Lord. It's it's just been great. So I was delighted that you were available and you could speak this year. So Jennifer, uh, tell, tell our podcast listeners a little bit about what you talked about with, with the audience today. Well, I think it was a word of encouragement to just keep fighting the good fight. Um, you know, I think about when I was praying about this time together, this hard place that we all find ourselves in, okay. whether it be the hard place of running a clinic or just going to work every day and just, and, and how to learn to fight from the hard place yeah. is such a necessary part of ministry. It's such a necessary part of the Christian journey. So I think that's the gist of it is just learning to get good at fighting there. Yeah. And that was just such a timely word because as you know, you know, with Roe being overturned mm-hmm. and uh, what's happened in our nation and just the vitriol and the, the attacks. And, and one of the things I talked about in my keynote bit was that, you know, the rejection that you're feeling from the culture and even a lot of it's even closer to home, families, even maybe a child that you brought into the world because you made a life decision and that child has adopted a pro-choice worldview that had you done so, they wouldn't even be here and just how painful that that can be. So I think that that's an important uh, aspect to bring out in terms of the Christian journey. Well, I think it's also in recognizing that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. And I know I talked a little bit about that today, but I I think we know that like many of us are raised in the church. We hear the scripture, but really in understanding what it means to bring that scripture to life and Mm -hmm. what it means to be reminded of how to war effectively in the spirit realm and not against the child that disagrees with us on this issue or against the family member who you are shocked that they don't have the same view that you do. And so that's the other part of it is learning how to fight there and not wrestling against all the people that are in our lives that disagree with us. Mm-hmm. So so what would you say, because uh, I think that's a really good word, and, and frankly, I received that today. Mm-hmm. That was an encouragement for me and, and a challenge for me, too, because you know, I'm, a, I'm a guy who's a doer. So a lot of times it can be very easy to kind of lean on my own strength just because of the nature of things. And particularly, you know, if you're in a situation like you have been with as a single mom, you know, and I watch my mother as a single mom, you're, you're just going to go do stuff. And a lot of times it seems like if I stop to pray or stop to kind of enter into that spiritual realm mm-hmm. that like I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. So 
can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how do you how do you do that, and and, and how do you encourage folks uh, connected to your ministry uh, yeah, to do I, that? First of all, I can so relate to you because I think part of the doing is the controlling. Yeah. So if we can control our environment, we can control everything around us, then we're going to do it well. We're going to outrun everybody else. Um, and so I think that's probably even birthed out of that single parenting experience for sure. But I think as I as I've learned through the years, my my deepest prayer, and the Lord really showed me this in November of twenty. Um, of what it was to go to the next level with him and, and the prayers that I needed to pray that I was scared to pray, which is revealing the mysteries in heaven and really revealing his kingdom and what does that mean? What Reveal his word to me in a way that it would come alive off the page. Um, I've been a Christian for many years, as have, have you, and many that will listen are. And so what does that mean to go deeper? Well, it means, okay, how do I wrestle not against flesh and blood? Well, first of all, I don't have to be on social media fighting all the time. Now, there's a time and a place, but the truth of the matter is, is that what's going to speak volumes is the joy of the Lord that's in my heart, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, the ability to respond in gentleness, which is a fruit of the Spirit. That is the wrestling in a way that teaches people that they want what you have. Um, And I think the other thing is, is that people will fight with you about this issue because of something else that's going on in their life. There is a, um, I have found that most young people don't even know what they're, they don't even know why they're mad about the issue. They don't even know why they are yeah. necessarily pro-choice. But a lot of times when you get deeper, it's it's abuse, it's trauma, it's the need to fight about something because of a root cause. Yeah. So I think part of wrestling, not against flesh and blood, but in the spirit realm is understanding the root of the matter. It is shoring yourself up in the spiritual disciplines. And I talked some about that today, about really getting an effective prayer strategy, not just the flippant prayers that we pray before meals and before bed and we're kind of giving God the last four minutes of our day but what does it mean to get into the war room and war Mm. to really engage with him I don't know about you but sometimes the demands of ministry on my life I am so busy doing ministry that I'm not intimate with the father yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. the conviction that falls on me and but then when I get in get into that space that I'm talking about this prayer space of like I can conquer the world. I'll yeah. come out of that space and I am ready to engage. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's people who haven't gotten there yet. They don't even know what that's like. Yeah. So that's my encouragement today. No, that's, that is a really good word and mm-hmm. a challenging one for me too. And uh, certainly I'm going to take what you, what you said to heart. I frankly already have actually in the time that since you spoke, just spending some time with the Lord uh, based on some things that you, that you said, just really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I want to just transition in the time we have to talk a little bit more about your, your ministry, mm-hmm. right? The life of the single mother. I learned about that when I was writing my book, Raising Sons of Promise by God's Grace. You know, I, I met you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other part of that. The t- <laughs> that title is a guide to single mothers of boys. And I can't even remember how I got connected. And somehow I got an email about your ministry. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is exactly the issue that I'm writing about and a heart that I have for single moms having grown up with a single mom and working through National Fatherhood Initiative and and seeing the the results of single motherhood in terms of the father absence issue. So it was just a godsend that we were able to connect. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, your ministry and and, and also, if you could, um, how you see your ministry connected to like the work that CareNet does in terms of helping folks you know who are facing pregnancy decisions that's a great question so um the life of a single mom ministries was birthed on my bathroom floor uh in 1999 you know i'm i'm living in the projects on food stamps and welfare i'm a single mom of these two kiddos and and the journey was a hard one and it was one that um, i didn't think i was going to be able to make it and i was suicidal at one point and really kind of all these things that we know can be part of a single mom story but um 
God got me up off the bathroom floor. He taught me some things on the journey, and my children are now adults and have done well. Right. And so it's like, what were all of the things I learned on the journey? Um, and so really what the ministry is about is, number one, teaching the church how to do single moms ministry well. Right. So it's teaching churches how to form single moms, support groups, Bible studies, ministries, and how to minister to primarily those unchurched single moms, but then even the ones that are in the church who don't feel like they're seen. Um, and then the other components of the ministry are really in giving the single moms the life skills they need, because we're talking about the down and dirty things that nobody's talking about. We're talking about sex and dating. We're talking about overcoming abuse. We're talking about raising a son without a male in the home. Like we're talking about these issues that are complex. They are hard. um, And we're getting to really the meat of it. So what does it mean to have a soul tie with someone and how do you break that? And all of these kind of things that right. that are true to a single mom story, but the church won't talk about it. Right, right. Um, and so that's that's really the two primary things we're doing is empowering the church and then empowering the single mom directly. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and, and that's, and I, again, I was just so inspired when I learned about uh, what what you're doing because I absolutely saw that gr- as a as a son growing up with a single mom and actually I always talk about I grew up in sort of a single mother culture I mean most of my aunts were single mothers my sister was a single mother for a period of time many of my cousins were single mothers so that was really sort of the life experience that I had and, and the power that a, a single mom has to be able to break break that cycle and I, and I think the other thing too that I think it really inspired me about your story I, I think you were saying that you know that when you were in church and you were kind of feeling sort of down there was there was this woman who said I see you yeah and 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 that really was very interesting in terms of a connection uh, between kind of what I was writing about because I'm using the story of of Ishmael and Hagar mm-hmm. and as you as you know from that story the angel comes and meets her after she's run away (laughs) from Sarah and she's, I don't know where she's at and she might even even have been even suicidal in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, and, and she starts to rejoice because there's a God who sees me. There's Mm -hmm. a God who sees me. And when you told me that, when I talked to you the very first time, I thought, Oh my gosh, we're meant to be connected. And of course she's, called to raise her son and, and, and name him Ishmael, which means God hears. Yeah. So you got a God who sees and a God who hears. So every time yeah. she called Ishmael's name, she, she remembered God hears. Mm-hmm. And then also she has that promise from God that God sees as well. So I really think your ministry is so critically important. What do you think are, you know, some of the barriers for, for churches? Like why, why do you think it is that churches are not connecting to this issue the way that maybe they should be? Yeah, I think um, part of it is this fear that they are somehow endorsing unbiblical behavior. So I think that it's, hey, we don't want to um, endorse divorce. We don't want to endorse um, unwed pregnancy. And and make no mistake, there's no CareNet clinic out there that's endorsing unwed pregnancy. There's no, you know, life of a single mom ministry that's endorsing this. It's simply meeting a need the same way that drug addiction ministries meet the needs of people who are addicted. Mm -hmm. So in the sense that there's a need that's out there, we're going to get in the trenches with the moms, we're going to serve them well. And so I think that's part of the issue. And then the other component of it is that leadership, church leadership, doesn't always have a single parenting experience. Mm -hmm. And so if you've never had cancer, it's hard for you to understand how to do cancer ministry well. It's like you might see that there's a need, but you really don't know how to connect the dots. And that's what we saw as a ministry, which God had burdened me with, was my experience of going back to the church, like how hard it was to go back to the church after I fell away. And, and, 
and then what the church did well and what they didn't. And that's really how I birthed the ministry was like, what what did they do well that we right. could teach other churches to do? But I think that's probably the reason that they shy away. And I'll say the other part of this, Rollin, is I think that the pregnancy crisis clinics for years have done an amazing job of saving babies from abortion. I think they've done a, a great job of forging relationships with these mothers. And then they pass the baton to a church that isn't equipped to do it well. Right. It's not that they don't love. It do, it's not that they don't have compassion. It's not that they don't have grace. They don't know the logistics yeah. of how to truly serve that mom, not just for the first year. Right. This baby, what if she's a single mom until the kid's 19? Right. And so we want to really teach churches that single mom's ministry is about not just a period of time, but the long term. Right. And that moms can ebb and flow out of it. You know, maybe they go on to marry or maybe they, you know, graduate out because the kiddos move away and they move out of the home. But it's really about, I'm going to be here on every Friday night and, you know, whoever shows up, we're going to minister to those moms. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think that's a unique idea that most churches see it as like a, you know, a 10 week class or an yeah. X number of weeks. They don't see it as long-term ministry. Mm-hmm. And if I may be super candid, um, I think that they also worry that financially moms can be a burden on the church okay. because there's a lot of financial need that exists in single moms' homes, as you well yes, know. Yes. Um, and so they don't know how to navigate that piece. They think the church thinks they have to have all the answers to that. Right. Um, and so that's the other piece of what we're teaching churches is you don't have to be everything. You just have to be something. Yeah. And you have to be, obviously, you have to be the X factor, which is introducing them to Jesus. You know, you have to teach yeah. them that and then we'll, we'll teach them the rest. Well, yeah, and I think it's so powerful. You know, when I we ended our session last night, you know, I was heading out with uh, with our board chair, and um, um, one of the, our uh, medical directors came up to me, and and you know, she'd gotten a copy of my book, and and she was like, "I'm struggling. I've got three boys, 14, I think it was 14, 11, and nine, and I need help." Now she has a job. She you know, she's committed to the Lord, but she's I'm str- I need support for my boys you know and I feel like I'm losing the, the older two and and that's one of the things that that can be t- really challenging on the journey for a single mom because you know she has a daughter as well who's, who's that relationship kind of goes and, and, and reconnects because one of the things that that's so powerful about you know the connection with a mother and a daughter is that you're on the same path and you're also on the same journey like your daughter is moving to womanhood. So a lot of times there'll be a relationship where, you know, maybe there's some distant years, but as she starts to move into, you have something in common. You're both on the same path and the same journey. The challenge with boys is that you're on the same path, but you're not on the same journey. And as he gets older, there's almost like a Y where he starts to move further and further and further apart. And in God's design, a father is supposed to walk alongside him to help him to be learn how to be a good husband and a good father. And and the things that you're talking about, mm-hmm. she's is it the same stuff she's talking about, the challenge in her church. She mm-hmm. said, I can't I can't get support, I can't get help, uh, and 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 there's not a ministry model to support me. And even when she's gone to other groups <laughs> like mops right, or right. things of that nature, which are really you know, they don't have to be, but tend to be more sort of like married moms, you know, who might even be stay-at-home moms. And her whole world is very, very different from that. So your your ministry is just so desperately needed. And, and certainly from a CareNet perspective, we really want to be working more closely with you because the pregnancy centers need to be able to move folks from the pregnancy center mm-hmm. to the church for ongoing support and discipleship. 
Right. Ongoing support and discipleship. Well, you know, when I when I came down off the stage just a few minutes ago, there was a line of women, and do you know how many of those women were single mothers? A lot of. Now, they're on the front lines of care net. They're yeah. on the front lines of serving others. They're on the front lines of changing lives, yeah. and yet many of them at home are parenting these three or four kids. They're trying to figure out how to navigate it, and I mean, everyone filled with tears of just yeah. thank you for encouraging me. So I just. Um, I just want to say to whoever's listening out there, and this resonates with you so deeply because you are that single mom, that God sees you and that he is going to walk you through the teen years. He's going to walk you through the toddler years. He's going to walk you through every season of life. You are well equipped because he is well able. And I want to just encourage you that as you go and you serve others, serve others out of this compassion that you want to receive from the church. I also want to encourage you to guard your heart against uh, bitterness against the church because the truth of the matter is, is that most aren't doing more because they don't fully understand it. And God spoke to me a long time ago because I was, to be honest, really praying because my pastors didn't get it 20 years ago. And God said, that's because you do. Because my prayer was, why don't they get it? Why don't they get it? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, because Mm. you do. And so I think you may be out there listening and you're an answer to somebody's prayer. Um, And so just be encouraged with that as well. And, And I would just add too, just to support, you know, your ministry in terms of a mindset um, one of the encouragements, I think, is, is for churches to, to really think about this issue in a contemporary way, even though it's an ancient issue. And what I mean by that is James 1.27 talks about religion that God our Father finds is pure and faultless, that we care for the orphans and widows in their distress, right, and keep ourselves from being polluted by the world. Well, when that was written, what was an orphan? It was a child without a father. And what was a widow? It was typically a mother without a husband. So the difference was those husbands and fathers were dead. Mm-hmm. The difference today is too often, unfortunately, the, the, the living husband, proverbial husband and father, right? Proverbial is saying to the mother and the child, you're dead to me. Yeah. So the cultural orphans and widows of today, mm-hmm. right? Are actually single mothers and their children. Mm-hmm. And every church, every Christian should have a call to what? religion that is pure and faultless in God's sight. Yeah. And so I, I so if, if you're listening out there and you are and you're connected to your own church, you should be thinking about helping single mothers in the context of James 127. This is the modern day orphans and widows right. that we have in the church. We call them single mothers and kids and we should all be very concerned about religion that is pure and faultless in God's sight. So yeah, I we should folks. as we see everything that's going on in the culture yeah. right now, Roland, there is no way you can get around talking about the fatherlessness in our nation. Yes. And so um, I'm just grateful for the work that you guys do at CareNet. I'm grateful to partner with you and I'm grateful for the opportunity to serve um, those in this conference this year. Great. So as we how can folks find out uh, about more about your ministry and, and, and what would you kind of suggest that they do? Yeah, just visit thelifeofasinglemom.com. That's thelifeofasinglemom.com. Great. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. Blessings to you. Amazing work that you do. We're so delighted that you were with us today. Thanks for having me. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.